nothing but red candy for a year. Alright, well, this looks like a good time to segue into the beginning oh of the podcast. God. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Pixel Raiders Land Party. I'm your host, Antonio. I'm your host, <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> I'm Danny. <laughs> I'm Will. Hello. Okay. All right. So, uh, what's everyone playing? Uh, oh my god! I'll, I'll go first. Uh, for PS4, I picked up Beyond Two Souls a while ago, and I've been playing that. Uh, I like it so far. It's not bad. And with the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, I dove back into Pokemon Y, and I recently also nice. just yeah just today I picked up Pokemon Yellow, and I started doing a little nostalgia trip through that again. <gasps> How does it look on the 3DS? Backlit for one, wow. uh, but pretty much pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. As you remember, it's it's interesting. It's crazy going back to it and hearing that theme music start up. It was it brings back a lot of memories. But we'll we'll go into that a little later. Uh, Will, what have you been playing? Um, you know, I actually did download recently the. Um, Tomb Raider survival mode, the or endurance mode. I'm sorry. Oh um, yeah, so how's that? Through that. Oh, it's actually it's really good. Um, I I like it a lot more than I thought I was going to because it's very similar to kind of what I expected the the full game to be. There's a element of you have to stay warm, you have to stay fed, um, which means hunting relentlessly um, while you search for treasures, <clears throat> and it's uh, it's it's really hard. It's not. It's not just a small addition challenge to the game. It's actually like a complete overhaul of, of survival mode. And I actually almost kind of wish there was an increased difficulty of the main game that incorporated that. Um, with maybe like an extended, you know, extended timeline, because obviously endurance mode is designed to challenge you and you're like, you have to keep running around, you can't stop. But I would recommend it. It's $10 on, um, as a DLC. It is worth acquiring because it does add a couple more hours to the game. Um, and for an, another trip to nostalgia, I actually purchased on Amazon right after our last edition um, the Legend of Zelda. Oh my God, um, Twilight Princess <clears throat> for GameCube. So I've been playing that, and Very it is cool. exactly as good as I remember it. And so that is my current my current time sink. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Danny, what about you? Uh, well, I've been playing, uh, Fire Emblem still, which like, oh my God, I really like it. Um, I'm definitely going to write up some thoughts and reviews and stuff and post it on the page. But, um, so far I've been playing Conquest and it is really difficult, but like really, really fun. Um, I have always really liked the Fire Emblem series, so it's definitely not disappointing me at all. But, um, other than that, I've been playing a lot of Diablo 3 this week. Really? Um, yeah, Alex and I got back into it again. Um, so we've been playing together. And I probably haven't played it in like at least four or five months. I just haven't touched it. And um, which, I went back in. Which version are What's you playing? Uh, the um, PC one. Cool. Yeah. Um and I have the expansion and everything, been playing that. But man, the UI has changed. Like, I'm 
more into it. And like, I feel like I'm going to be like really obsessed with it for probably a couple more weeks. And then I'll probably just like lose interest in it again. (laughs) But that's fine. It's like, they come in cycles. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like in, in a peak of Diablo right now. Cool. Nice. What about you, Tristan? Uh, I have also been playing Fire Emblem. Uh, it's a different version than Danny, and I feel like I'm quickly learning it as the inferior version, especially if you've ever played a Fire Emblem game, because I am not having nearly as much fun as it sounds like Danny's having with it. Uh, it's, it's a great game still. It's just super grindy and way too easy to manipulate the AI. Hmm. Really? It'll be it'll be interesting to get both points of view then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what what Danny has to say about uh, conquest because birthright is just it's not a bad game. I want to I want to stress that it's a re, it's a good game and it's a really good Fire Emblem game, but it's not it's not so, like as good as old Fire Emblem games. Just um, as a recap, and because I'm sort of curious myself, so this is the same game. Both of them are Fire Emblem, the new one, but it's like. A edition and B edition? Yeah, so it's there's three separate versions of Fire Emblem Awakening. Or not Awakening, I'm sorry. Fire Emblem uh, Face. Yeah. Uh, there's Birthright mm-hmm. and there's Conquest. And the difference is, is you're choosing which side, basically a royal family that you're sticking with or um, kind of like the indigenous people that you are actually born into. And based on the the choose the decision that you make for for which side you follow that's the version of the game that you're playing so two totally different storylines yeah um, and they have different maps and different play styles also so it's like yeah. in essence like you will get the other side of the story by playing the other game but it doesn't feel like you're replaying the game just with a different story because it's going to be like a totally different um like actual playthrough the, the biggest difference between them is the version that I'm playing, Birthright, is a lot more of a classic Fire Emblem feel, especially if you've played Awakening, where it's just a bunch of battles of, of beat the enemy. That's all you have to do. And you can grind up and, and power up your guys to make it a simple snap. But the version that Danny's playing is very objective-based, mm-hmm. so things are a lot more challenging, like on a massive scale, apparently. So. Oh my of, god, it's so hard. Shame, though, I, I feel like, like I'm way more excited to I feel get like to the version balance. that Danny's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to play your version to get the other side of the story and like meet all these people and like get to know what the other side is. Is there um is there a benefit and excuse my ignorance, is there a benefit to playing both beyond I understand and it's like a totally new game versus um, you know how certain games you play one, and then because you did these things, it unlocks certain things in the other one. Like, do they talk to each other at all, or is it completely? As far as I know, they don't. Oh. Oh, okay. I think that there. I think there's an element. Uh, there's like a DLC that's basically after Conquest and Birthright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this. Um, uh, oh man, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called. I I forget what it's called, but yeah, essentially, like you will understand that last DLC a lot better if you've played both because essentially it's the same. It plays the same no matter which game you've done. So you will have a deeper understanding after playing both. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Revelation, that's what it's called. That's it. 
Um, I'm curious, have you chosen someone to romance yet? Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, and I was just kind of inviting this one person into my private quarters over and over. And it was like, hey, now you have a baby. Uh, the funny thing is, is I was doing that super early game. So yeah. we have this like, we've developed this intimate relationship where she'll come into my house and be like, oh, kiss me. I love you and stuff like that. But then later on in cutscenes, we're still like just acquaintances. Oh, so it yeah. Totally breaks the immersion. It, it's not a bad thing. It's just really funny that she'll, one minute she'll be like, kiss me, my love. And then the next she's like, hello, friend. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Oh, my God. She closeted you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I forgot to say, I also finished Rise of the Tomb Raider, just the main story, not all the tombs. Uh, and it nice. was definitely as good as you said it would be, Will. It was really, yeah. really good. Uh, I forgot to say, I also am am reviewing uh, Super Hot, which is oh, dude, I can't oh, really nice. fun. Yeah, Super it's a pretty pretty awesome, interesting mechanic in that every level, when it's played back in full speed, when you watch the replay, is probably thirty seconds, if that. But what happens is, for those of you who don't know, it's a first person shooter where time the game only moves when you move. And I have a I have a gameplay uh, up on the website you can check out. Um, yeah, we should definitely look into that. But it's cool because once you clear a level, you watch the replay, and and it's I mean each level is probably only ten or fifteen seconds, but it takes so much longer because you're trying to uh, time shots. You're trying to figure out okay, well this enemy's running from here to here. By the time he gets there, my bullet probably has to be all the way over here so he runs into it um and you can insane. yeah you can slice bullets it's it's really cool really cool. oh Steam. my gosh it is uh at the moment it's it's pc mac and linux uh it's mm-hmm. coming to xbox one sometime not sure when though In but it, it's slated to come for xbox future. yes the super future that, that sounds awesome uh it's That's cool man price like 15 bucks i think uh, 25 25 oh, that was way 20, 20 25 but it's it's 10% off i think on steam or 20% whatever it is nice but definitely worth looking into it's it's pretty cool it's interesting it's completely different how um <clears throat> how long in terms of gameplay uh would you say that you would get i don't know yet uh, oh, okay, okay. I, I I didn't like read into it. I just I knew what the game was. I wanted to check it out, so I shot them an email, got a code, and I'm I'm just going through it. The story is super cheesy, honestly. I don't care about the story at all. It's this weird like, hey, you're a guy playing a game, and you're in a chat room, and you're hooked into the game, and we're watching you play the game while you're playing the game. Yeah, it's wow. really yeah, it's really yeah, exactly. That, you, don't, it's, you don't play a game like that you don't, for the story. You don't play it for that. You play it for the gameplay mechanic because the gameplay that game mechanic because it's a great example of a mechanic that works, and they execute the entire game around it. And it's That's amazing. Cool. It's it's something that I, I have never seen as a main gameplay mechanic. It's really cool. And the game itself is stylized and just a, a real a lot of fun to play. Wow, well, nice. You can check that out. Sure. You should. So, <laughs> with that said, uh, we can move into the recap. Looks like we have about a couple things. First bit of news is 
kind of you know what we've heard for a while now uh legend of zelda sequel which is the one coming to wii u has been confirmed as an x release supposedly it's a rumor still still a rumor I think it, like I think it'll happen. Smartest rumor ever. The, the thing that's special about that rumor is it was part of the same leak that uh, confirmed the Pokemon release. Yes. Uh, so the moon, the moon and yeah, sun. If there, sun. if there is any, you know, plausible source for that. Right. If, there, if there's so any credibility, it potentially be this one. Yeah. And this right. is going to be a, st- they're saying standalone uh, sequel, like a new title, not just a rehash or a remake. Or- it'll be like a dual, a dual release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be like what they do with Twilight Princess where it came to GameCube I- and then came to Wii. Yeah. I call it now, everyone. It was me who has predicted this. Oh, and did and, I not say that before? I'm pretty oh, I, sure I, I said that. I've been, I've been saying that too. It makes. I mean, I feel like that's definitely what's going to happen. But what's interesting is he's also saying that this system will definitely come out this year. Which there's been a lot of uh, back and forth as to whether people think it'll actually come out this year or next year. Um, actually, I just right before we started recording this podcast, there was another dump of news from the same leak with pretty specific hardware um, rumors. I'm not going to dive into them here because it'll be it'll take too long, but I'm going to post that tomorrow or the next day. Nice. Cool. Check it out uh, on the site. Oh, yeah. yeah. The next bit of news is just kind of interesting. It's fun. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 have been out in arcades for years now, and someone just found out how to crack into a bunch of secret menus that unlock a bunch of different things. I just thought it was interesting because... You know, when you have ga- three games, especially that have been out in arcade for years like that, and then someone discovers secret menus and how to unlock them, I just thought that was kind of cool. That is neat. That's, yeah. that's interesting because it's there's still like a fan base that tries that to crack yeah. this stuff. Oh and yeah, that's, that's some old old content, and that's cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, next one, we were talking about VR, was it last episode or the episode before? I don't remember. But uh, Sony has officially stated that they're hosting a PlayStation VR press event next month. Uh, I couldn't, I don't, know, I don't know if there's a date yet, but they are going to get into the details of pricing and, and things like that. So keep an eye out for that. That's you know going to be awesome. I wonder if they'll integrate No Man's Sky. I was just going to say, we'll finally get to know more about No Man's Sky. I'll yeah. bet you at this I, announcement. I feel like I feel like that should be a I feel like that should be a pack in for that. Oh, that for headset. sure, it's like a no brainer. Like if you buy like that, would be so good. It comes with a copy. It should, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's assuming that it works with VR, but yeah, I think it will. I mean, it's. I don't know. That, that it would be hard for that to do that, though. I mean, the whole game seems like a first person shooter based. I feel yeah. like once I feel like once they realized what they had, once they realized what they had, and they were going to be, you know, because it's console exclusive to that system first, mm-hmm. I believe. Still, yeah, uh, I, I think so. I think too, which is a shame. Yeah, I want to come to Xbox. I, it will, uh, I, I think. But I think once Sony saw what they had and saw the reaction and the hype, they were like, "All right, well, we're just gonna work on we're this for PlayStation this. VR." But then it sucks because then they announced it so early the hype's kind of died. So we'll we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's what that's what the biggest problem is. Like they, they exactly they did not feed it. the hype train. 
they, they let it go too early. Big, well, this big here's thing the thing. A couple years ago, and now it's just fizzled into, okay, well, I guess I'll wait. But the thing is, we've been given so much nothingness. That's why the hype trains died out, because there was there was nothing to feed it. If they come out with, here's all the shit from No Man's Sky that you've been waiting to hear about, like anything with the story, anything with more gameplay options, anything with more customization stuff, like it's going to explode again. I have, yeah, but on I, the flip I, side, by not saying anything, yeah. they're allowing the audience to build up this hype of what is this game, and it can it's it can totally turn into something in their brain that the game is not, and people could potentially just be let down that they were ended up expecting something based on what they had to gather that the game didn't actually turn out to be, which I feel like is actually kind of happening. A lot of people are expecting yeah. it to be you know, like a Destiny shooter, you know, Destiny space shooter Minecraft. kind of game. And Sean Murray's even come out and said, well, it's not it's not that at all. This is, this is very much like you're exploring, about exploring. cataloging. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. And you love that. And yeah. Will loves that. And yeah, Tony absolutely. probably loves that. But Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm stoked for it. So many people are probably expecting it to be, you know, a Destiny Call of Duty Halo shooter. And it is not at all. It is no, not. I don't want yeah. that at all. No, I I want like another Minecraft, but in space. That's what I want. I just want to fly a spaceship, man. I just yeah. want to fly a spaceship and be but able the, to. Land the other thing, the other thing that worries me a little bit is I think you know they released all this material back in the day about um, what was coming and where we were, they were going with it. But I also kind of have this sort of sinking feeling that they didn't really have a whole lot, and that was all the stuff that actually existed at the time, beyond like you know, dev menu, not fit for public consumption, you know, videos and things like that. And so when they release this here at the Sony event, if they don't have a whole bunch of material to rehype that train, it actually might be damaging um, if they can't show anything new in however, how long has this been? What, like six months to a year now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's a long time for dev. If nothing else has been dropped, if nothing else has preparing to be dropped if they're like it's more of the same here's another demo reel of us like cataloging plants you know the you know the crowd base yeah. even though that's what the game is the crowd base is gonna be like ah oh, come on dude like show me something new well and this is all assuming that there's going to be more no man's sky content coming out at this uh vr press event hearsay which is all alleged but if it happened <clears throat> sony please um make it good Give us some new content. I'm excited if you're excited. It's going to be great. Yeah, we'll see, just, we'll see what happens. Excited. We'll see how it shakes out. I'm just excited to see more the about most what the VR actually is. The optimistic thing, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited I'm, if you're excited. I'm do it. most curious to know what is the pricing going to be because, yeah. I mean, That's true. Oculus came out and said theirs was $600, and then HTC came out and said theirs was seven. Or eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred, so, I think. Yeah. Well, they're setting the benchmark, you know, so they can they can the really define is, what though, that yeah, is. Yeah, the difference is though, like with the console market, you have to stay you have to price effectively. Within a price, yeah, you have to stay in within a price that your audience is after because that's the reason people play on consoles is because it's affordable. So if yeah. you're, your audience isn't going to buy a VR headset that's double the cost of the damn system. Exactly. Yeah. They just. Won't. I'm going to be. I'm going to be really surprised if it's over four fifty. I think it'll be. I think it'll be four. I think it's going to be four. I think that's as high as they could go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's about right. Because if you like, seriously, if it's more expensive than the console itself, 
and it's proprietary, so it's not like I can even plug that into my computer and use it for anything. I mean, that we, that we know of, yeah. That we know of. I mean, it, it, PlayStation. it right. might make more sense for them to release like a USB-powered one, and you could plug it in, and you know, if you decided you wanted to, you have to download software, but whatever, it runs on your computer. Yeah, but when has Sony ever been in the business of making hardware that works with other hardware? Yeah, not really. Yeah. Let me just point you towards the PS Vita memory cards. All right, that, don't even get me started on that <laughs> That's shit. That's fair. All right. Oh, my God. Touche. Next bit of news, <laughs> actually. Uh, Danny, Danny, I want to, I want to know what you think of this. So you, yeah. you were super, you were super hyped about Pokemon soundtrack coming to vinyl. We have another one. We have the awesome soundtrack for Streets of Rage two coming to vinyl as well. Okay, so yeah, I'm still excited about any any video game music going to vinyl. Yes, interesting. I like this. I like this idea. Okay, oh, well, vinyl. Yeah, Pokevinyl. Pokevinyl was also really cool because it was a literally a pokeball um but i think i would be i'm i think that it's way cooler that streets of rage is coming to vinyl honestly because the sound the sound capability output of the genesis is oh yeah kind of amazing kind of amazing like that's one of my favorite parts about spelunky is the soundtrack in that game Mm -hmm. so many of those tracks sound like they came straight out of the genesis all right, that's fair. I mean, that's like most of the really great indie games. Just about also, you're a really great yeah. indie game. Yeah, right. you are. So, for mm-hmm. you, Resident, for you, Resident Evil fans, Resident Evil Four, Five, and Six are all <gasps> coming to Xbox One and PS4. Yes! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! You couldn't um, pay me enough money to play Six again. Well, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah, but Four and Five, though. Yeah. Four there you and go. Five, though. Uh, I didn't see any dates, no. Uh, This is interesting. So Doom will be launching uncut in Germany, which is a first for the franchise, because as you know, Germany wants to censor just about everything. That is Especially especially when it's violent. And the new Doom looks super violent. Really violent. violent. Really, really gory. So I thought it was really interesting that of all the games that are coming out relatively recent, that Doom is the one that will be uncut in Germany. So who knows? Doom, this might set, this might set a precedent. About, wasn't there something about them um, censoring Doom when it like first launched? Am I misremembering the game that like made a big stir? I mean, I would think Wolfenstein. Oh. Definitely. Yeah, that was my oh, first yeah. thought. Maybe that's what it is. Wolfenstein, I don't think ever came. They stripped all Nazi paraphernalia and everything from that. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that doesn't wow. surprise me. Yeah. Um, next one, just a small one. I don't know. If, I don't remember if you guys played Firewatch. Uh, I didn't pick it up yet, but according to the developer, it outsold their wildest expectations, which is cool. I, I believe it, man. I mean, that game's been getting so much uh, praise out there in the uh, yeah. gaming communities. Indies it's, are having a really good, you know, month here between The Witness and Firewatch now. Yeah, true. What's interesting about that game too is there's a guy that I work that we work with, Joe Joe Then, mm. and he's not really into games too much. He plays a lot of sports games, and that's pretty much it. But I would sit next to him, and he he was watching a trailer for it. He goes, "Yo, what do you think of this game?" I was like, "I said, oh, Firewatch." I said, "I heard a lot of good things about it. I didn't play it yet, mm. but I, you know, I want to eventually." He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up." I was I was like, "Oh, so what?" I was kind of interested. I said, "So what makes well, you want to play this?" 
No, but primarily like sports and shooters and stuff. But he's like, you know, I just want something to kick back and relax and unwind to. And this looks mm-hmm. like this looks like that kind of game, just exploring. So those those type of games, I have to admit, I mean, I like them too. I just picked up uh, what was it? They have the Sony's having the critic sale. So I picked up Until Dawn. It was like sixty percent off, and I also Super grabbed. Yeah, and I so that's why I picked that up, and then I also grabbed. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. What was it called? It was a walking simulator indie game. Came out this year, pretty popular. Hiking Commander. <laughs> no, no. Oh, everybody's gone to the Rapture. Oh yeah, I picked oh, that right. up. How was that? I didn't. I didn't play it. I picked, this oh. was like it's, it's one of those things where I, it's one of those things where I picked it up it and you know. Yeah, I'll get to it eventually. You'll play it like, on a rainy day. Oh, right, right. Like that's where I did with Beyond Two Souls, and now I'm playing it now, and I'm like, I think the game's pretty good so far, but you know. Yeah, you, uh, I really before, liked Beyond Two Souls. Well, I didn't finish we, it yet. Before we leave the Firewatch stuff, did you guys see the uh, makeshift co-op thing that they did? Uh, no. no. That? So they on their website they they posted two PDF printable maps that you can print out of the of the world. And the idea is rather than bringing bringing up the in-game map for you to kind of mark your locations and things like that, you're having somebody sitting next to you on the couch marking that map uh, for landmarks and things like that to kind of involve other people in the game. Oh my God, that's that's really really cute. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, Yeah, I really like that. It reminds me of um, the keep talking and nobody explodes, Mm -hmm. like bringing out like actual... Oh, I watched the trailer for that. I want to pick that up. That game looks pretty cool, too. I have it. It's really fun, yeah. Um, All right. We have two last bits of news. Uh, I never played Alan Wake, so for me, this has no meaning. But for those of you who may have, Alan Wake's return has been trademarked uh, according to a European database. So a a lot of people are stoked about that. I've never played it, like I said, but... You should play it. It's on Steam. Yeah, yeah and so really so there are a couple of Alan Wakes. The fir- okay, so the first Alan Wake is great, and you should play that because it's a very interesting story, and um, it's completely immersive. Like I spent so much time in that game, um, and you know, you know, me, I'm a bit of a writer, so I like that kind of plot line. Um, right. Uh, for the quick overview of Alan Wake is you are a writer trying to get away from the um, headaches of the city, and you're on a deadline to release your new book, and then. Um, all sorts of crazy stuff starts happening to you and you start finding pages of your book that you already sort of wrote that you don't remember reading that are describing the things that you're doing as you do them. Um, hmm. And it's, it's all about, like it's all about story. like escaping the darkness and, and being in the light and there's a lot right. of cool light mechanics and stuff. And it's very some of those haven't, some of those haven't held up over the years, especially well, but yeah. it still works. I'll, pick it, I'll check it's it out eventually. The yeah, first one is great, and it's probably on sale, so it's worth which worth getting even in a Steam sale if you want to wait that long. But the second one, um, which I don't even remember the name of, is uh, American Nightmare. American or? Nightmare. It, it's uh, it's like it's basically it's not exactly a full new story of Alan Wake. It's like a mini game that they expounded on. It's like a survival mode kind of. Yeah, yeah. it's like survival mode of Alan Wake, and they just threw it together with a lot of different maps and a lot of different objectives to do. But you're not really solving a story. There's no immersive plot. It's literally just they they tried they tried to kind of close some of the loose ends that were left in Alan Wake because I think that 
there had probably at that point been inside talk that Alan Wake two was not going to happen. So mm-hmm. this was their this was their opportunity to yeah, kind closure. of yeah mm-hmm. close close things out so that fans weren't like left scratching their heads. Yeah, okay, it, that that one you you can miss if you mm-hmm. were to miss one of the two. Uh, okay, but this is exciting though because Alan Wake's return would mean that there is a, a second edition, like a, a full sequel. A full um, true sequel, it, right? A full true sequel, and if it lives up to the first one, it's going to be great. And so, which makes which would make sense why they would trademark that now, because as far right. as I know, Quantum Break has probably gone gold at this point. Yeah, likely. I think it has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one is just about Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, so this was interesting. So in the first window, first month of release, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PC sold three times the amount of what it did on Xbox One. I'm not terribly surprised i'm still really interested to see how it'll do on ps4 i think it'll do i think it'll do pretty well i can't wait for it to come out of ps4 so i can actually play it it's it's so good i wonder if that's partially because the pc and the playstation gamers who have pcs decided they didn't want to wait for it to drop on the console and therefore picked it up on PC. Probably all of them, because now I'm debating doing that myself. I also I wonder think, how many of that. those sales numbers are inclusive in like graphics card pack-ins and things like that. Because Probably. I know I know uh, Tomb Raider had a like massive promotion with, with graphics cards. Oh, and okay. like I mean, it really takes advantage of it. It's, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I would totally do that. I'd be like, oh, you know, I could get a better graphics card anyway. You know, and, exactly. Oh, this great game comes with it. Yeah, it's smart. I will say, though, that I have enjoyed being able to lounge back and play through the story of Rise of the Tomb Raider um, versus needing to be seated in my desk chair and like on my computer. You know, then again, I'm kind of more of a casual uh, gamer in that I don't I don't have like dedicated time for it. So I'll like sit down, I'll boot up a game when I'm off sometimes and more more often than not, it's my console because that's also where I sit to watch TV and like have dinner. So same um, here. That's why I've always been a console gamer. Those reasons, and then like like uh, I think Tristan said earlier, you know, ease of use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more affordable, and I just mm-hmm. I like you know I don't know. I've just always been a console gamer. So yeah, not that we should get into console versus no 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 because we we're we're a bit we're all a bit of you know both we're kind of a bit of both yeah. and hey a gamer's a gamer mobile PC whatever you know mm-hmm. no big deal so topic of the show Danny wah, wah. Tristan pew 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 can you throw Pokemon. in like a sound bite of just the Pokemon theme for a little bit? Well, the Pokemon theme is actually going to go in the beginning, which you didn't know because I didn't tell you. Oh, but yeah, right. I've got. I already downloaded. I already downloaded. No, not that. No, <laughs> no one ever was. That's copyrighted. I don't know if we can put. That oh, sorry. No, oh my god. I'm put, no, I'm putting the old Game Boy uh, version in the beginning. Even better. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> okay, great. On a serious note, happy yeah. birthday, Pokemon! Oh, happy dear Lord. birthday, Pokemon! Twenty years, holy shit! Where did the time that's go? A long, that's a long time. That's that a, long a long run long to still be as popular as it is, too. Oh my so, god, I love Pokemon! Surprisingly popular. So it's still surprisingly popular. Like as popular as I remember. Yeah, maybe, maybe not quite as much. I don't know. Well, yeah. do they still have? Do they still have the show? I mean, are yeah, there kids show, that are yes. Germanish? Okay, no, okay, I didn't know. Ash still has like one gym badge because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is his name still Ash or is there like a new hero? No, well, 
they've introduced like new protagonists and stuff throughout the series, but Ash has always been like a staple of the show. Yeah. Is uh, Pikachu still a staple too? Yes. Yeah. I figured. You okay. get rid of Pikachu. Pikachu. I didn't think so. You can't get rid of Pikachu. Team He's Rocket's got to have something to steal. He's the one. Is it still Team Rocket? Is it the same Team Rocket with Jesse and James? Honestly, I, I, I don't know. See, okay. Okay, then it's probably not as popular because I feel like we would know that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us have moved on. Like, I feel like a lot of the the people who aren't obsessed with Pokemon, but the people like us, uh, maybe you know, don't watch the shows, the movies, but still just love the game. I I play every game that comes out. Mm-hmm. I, I have been underwhelmed by the last few games for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I I will say I was at my I was in New Hampshire at my nephew's birthday party over the weekend, and he is just now getting into Pokemon cards, and the excitement that he had in showing me his Pokemon cards made me childlike excited for Pokemon cards again. Oh was, my God. I, I still have my Pokemon cards in my apartment. I still got my Pokemon cards buried under like 40 pounds of garbage, but they're yeah. there. I don't know where mine are. I was never really big into the cards. I was, I was more into the, the show so and the game. Cards. I was not into the cards <laughs> because I played the game. I was I into was the into cards. It. Because some of them were shiny, and my other friends really coveted them. Especially Char, especially I used to Charizard. Play. Mm-hmm. I used to play in the tournaments and drafts and stuff. Like yeah, I, I, I like really got into the trading card game. My like I was that way with with like Yu Gi Oh and stuff too. And things like that, and we would just mm-hmm. everything Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon was it was childhood. It was life, man. I have a okay. I have a, a question, um, a probe, if you will, in that. Are all, all the Pokemon games sort of the same? I mean, like, on yes. a base level? Yeah. They are the same essential formula. You are a child trainer who your parents don't care enough about to not let you leave home, <laughs> and you explore and collect Pokemon and usually foil some devious plan, mm-hmm. and the battle structure is always a very generic rock paper scissor like formula of which types are better than which and which moves are better than which and you have a rival yeah you which is weird you get badges in the first games your rival was very much like you hate this person and then over the years it's morphed into like my rival is my best friend and we want to fight each other to become more friendly and it's not nearly as engaging as it used to be is that because of today's societal (laughs) restrictions versus it's probably wanting to reach a wider audience and friendship is magic stuff so yeah yeah that disney put that little disney spin on i guess exactly exactly little nintendo flair but in regards to pokemon's 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. they did have on friday a press event it was a brief brief six minute video but they did announce two new Pokemon games that are coming out what this holiday: they? Pokemon Sun version and Moon version. S and M, Pokemon S and M. Who God, thought of this? Of Who <laughs> thought of this? I don't I think anybody thought this through. So <laughs> I'm so excited for Pokemon S and M, you guys. I am That's- actually excited <laughs> because they showed all kinds of the their whole theme of the video was communication and community and making it accessible to everyone which i'm hoping means that they're finally making broader steps towards a a more multiplayer involved game 
Yes. Which would oh be my God. so, that would be so it would be good. so not not like World of Warcraft level MMO or anything like that, but just if I could walk around a hub where other people are actively walking around and just randomly challenge people and, and socialize with people, it would be such a great I feel like this I feel like this may be what they're really needs. I feel like this might be what they're trying to work in with uh Pokemon Go as well. But yeah. they might, you know, yeah. branch it out from from Go and then into the handheld. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did I uh-huh. say that was funny? You didn't say you anything didn't. while posting pictures. <laughs> well, you son of a bitch, come on. I'm sorry. I think that I think that you're not wrong in that. I think this game um, could potentially revitalize the series for a lot of people. but um, or For a new generation, right? For the new generation, yeah. But, I mean, again, I, I'm from kind of the OG crowd of Pokemon in that, like, I really enjoyed it way back in the day, but I, I need to have... A reason to get back into it. Um, Speaking well, of a reason to get back into it, reason than right now. Yeah. Let me tell you why. So yeah, why. to go on with what Tristan was saying, another thing they announced was they re-released Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow on the 3DS uh, eShop. They're nine ninety nine each, and for okay, the very first good. time, you can all Pokemon that you catch will sync via the internet to your Pokemon bank and then be usable in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Wait. So what? basically there is a cloud for Pokemon. Yes, there is. Which, which is literally Amazing. the best. Which actually which actually came out when Pokemon X and Y came out. Mm-hmm. The Pokemon it is, cloud. It is a paid service. You have to pay I don't. It's like a, oh wait, like you do dollars. Yeah, it's like ten dollars a year for a uh, Oh well, that's what? not much. That's pretty oh. cheap, actually. Overall, um, God damn it, Nintendo. I mean, yeah, but they're trying to keep their servers online. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I can see that. Now, that, all right, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I paid sixty dollars for Xbox. No, I don't. I oh, pay forty. It's four ninety nine. Yeah, it's four ninety nine a year. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, Whatever. I'll, not, I'll do that. It's not bad. If you're if you're into Pokemon enough, where you have. I mean, their save files are you like... Have, you care about bringing your Pokemon bike. over to a new game, or you have enough Pokemon that they won't fit in your game, five bucks is nothing. Oh, I'll totally yeah. do that for the, really, for the next one. The, the data restrictions well, are like zero. What I want to know is, they they confirmed before that the missing no glitch works. In, <gasps> in, in, yeah, so you can, so you can mm-hmm. missing no all you want, but can yes. you catch missing no and put him in the Pokemon bank? If you catch Ooh. missing no, you will wreck is your it, game. Is it like it dividing by zero? You it will is. bring down all okay, the servers. Okay, so we should talk about that for a half second. Have you guys, first off, did you ever do the missing no glitch? Oh, oh my god, yeah. Of course okay. I did. Did you, I ever, need like, catch, did you ever catch missing no and then put him in Bill's terminal? Uh, no. I did not do that. Don't Tell me about this. Ever do that. I have messed up my game <laughs> with missing no stuff if before. You, if you catch missing no and then put it in Bill's terminal, which is like the computer bank or whatever... It will straight up just start deleting random Pokemon from your <gasps> bank of things that you've caught. It will adjust oh your Pokedex so you don't actually have data about the the Pokemon you find. And more terrifying than that, you'll be running around the forests or whatever, like doing your thing, and you'll come across some uh, standard Pokemon like an Abra. And halfway through the battle, it morphs into like a more terrifying version of Mickey, Missing No with like crazed stats, and you can't escape, and it kills you. Like, are you the game? Right now? The game is just like becomes cursed if you do this. I, it sounds really like oh, that, you sounds, know, that sounds like some kind of creepy like a ghost story, like well. a creepy pasta. No, but like straight up, I did this because I was like, oh, I'm gonna keep it, and then I could do the glitch whenever I feel like. I'll just you know do my rare candy thing because I thought I was above the game. It ruined my save. 
I had to start an entirely new game, and I was so pissed. This is wow. why Will was held back in school. Straight up. This is it. Because I couldn't focus on anything except for the missing no experience. <laughs> I, didn't go to, I didn't go to class anymore. You had to go to therapy. <laughs> missing I had to no go therapy. Straight up therapy. Missing no's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, don't, so don't do that. Um, but feel free to do the thing. I think that was the one. I, in fact, if you look it up, like game guides even say don't save or don't catch missing no with a Pokeball. Would you say missing no's traumatized you for life? Um, yes. How did you, how did you react when QR wishes. codes became a thing? Cause they look a lot like missing. Oh, I shat my pants right away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after I got over that and cleaned myself up, I was uh, appreciative of the formative years with missing. <laughs> <laughs> so what's everyone, what's everyone's favorite uh, Pokemon game? Uh, heart gold. Soul silver is the best pokemon iteration that has ever been made it's the most complete version it's the best looking version in my opinion and it's the, the most most to do the to do edition yeah it's the greatest and it yeah, came with a, your, it came with a pedometer does cool. ash wear a top hat in it you're not ash in that game oh see that's uh, shows how much you know technically um, you're not ash in any of the games you're red but you're red or you're blue and then yeah. you can name yourself yeah yeah, but you're a totally different trader in Arcos. So, so. Um, uh, that's fair. Uh, what what system is that for? The uh, DS. Okay, I would say my favorite Poke title um, is, and I'm very torn from this because I spent so many years playing Red um, because I would play it, I would beat it, I'd play it again, I'd beat it, I'd play it again. Um, you know, beat being a relative term, you can never kind of win. Um. I, I I think I'm going to ultimately say Red is my favorite edition because it was the one that really gave me the love for the game. But I also have an appreciation for Yellow, if only for the fact that you had the little Pikachu that followed you around and made you feel like you were in the game the whole time, like in the show, and uh, you could you could align with how your character was doing versus the Ash on TV. But I think Red edition for Game Boy Color. Well, well, you should play Heart Gold Soul Silver then, because in that game, any Pokemon can follow you. <gasps> it's any true. Pokemon? It's great. Any Pokemon yeah. that's the first in your party will pop out of their Pokeball and wander around with you all day. Even if it's a Snorlax, he's not going to fall asleep. Even if it's a Snorlax, how are you keeping him away? It's great. Well, maybe I will check that out. Heart Gold or Soul Silver. Uh, I, first, I first need to get a DS, so maybe that's part of the. Yeah, that would probably be <laughs> part of the. Yeah. But yeah. What's your favorite, Danny? Uh, for me, oh, it's tough. Pokemon Snap. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Does that back. count? Because, yes. Holy I shit, Pokemon back. Snap. Holy fucking shit, Pokemon <laughs> Snap is my favorite so, game of all goddamn I time. I didn't say anything when you guys were talking about Pokemon Snap the first time, but <laughs> I think you are not remembering this game exactly the way that you think you are because yes it was a cool game it was a very cool game but it was also very it was also very short and there wasn't a lot to it 
Uh, and it's just perhaps it's you are misremembering you how think. exceptional this game was. <gasps> I'm okay, on a cart. wait. Look but to the, the thing left. Is it's like, Look to it, the right. It's a cloud of Zubats. <laughs> Take a photo if you dare. And then you're it, like, I got a really like, great so photo. It was so perfect. It was so perfect because like the replayability was so great. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. literally, when you were a kid, like, yeah. do you remember making a Charizard for the first time? Like Dude, doing yep. the sequence of events in the right saying, order. The that was time that you went through it. Like I was shitting myself. Like here's I was so I remember. That was basically I was the VR. kid playing that, that game. That was GameCube VR. I played it for four hours probably, and then I caught a picture of Mew, and yeah. then I took it back to the video store and was like, "Okay, Super Smash Brothers again." So okay, well, Super Smash <laughs> Brothers is really great, and if we're counting Super Smash as a Pokemon title, that will probably win, especially because you can play as a Pokemon in Super Smash. So I mean, obviously, but. Pokemon Snap, dude, you could catch photos and be the best photographer. And then, like, Oak was like, oh, dude, man, you're so great. Let me add all these to the Pokedex. Actually, I think the term that he uh, exclusively used was wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not wrong. That's so true. He gave me appreciation for neat and other antiquated language terms. Tony, did you ever well, play Pokemon? Ah. <laughs> uh, I grew up playing yellow, and then okay. I honestly didn't play many Pokemon games after that on the handhelds. I picked up Y. Uh, I did play Snap. Pokemon Snap was a lot of fun. I would probably have to say yellow, only because I have so many fond memories on the weekends, going to my dad's, firing up my Game Boy Color, and just getting lost and catching Pokemon in that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think, I mean, it's... Yellow is such a great game, so that makes sense. And I feel like Yellow is definitely yeah. the definitive version of the first, like first Our, generation. Yeah, I think if so. you hadn't said Pokemon Snap, like Yellow, honestly, I think I did like Yellow version better than Pokemon Snap. Mm-hmm. As much as I like love Pokemon Snap, I think the thing that makes me love it even more is that it was so unique. To mm-hmm. the Pokemon like game family, like there's there's literally no other game like Pokemon Snap, out period. Until except for like Fatal or, Frame, but that's like very different. Until the NX comes out with VR headset and the release, and, and uh, the release of Pokemon Snap Two. Pokemon Snap Two never gonna happen. It comes with a shotgun equipped. Also. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What? So um. Okay, well then, what about, um, I think there's another one here. What is the fondest Pokemon that you ever caught? Uh, what? What is your favorite Pokemon? Oh, Dragonite. Why Dragonite? Uh, it's, it's a dragon. It, it's a dragon, and it wears a messenger bag, and it flies at the speed of sound. <laughs> and when you're 10 years old, that's it the does. coolest thing in the world. It does wear a messenger bag. It is a little derpy. Though. Doesn't matter. Still the greatest, um, hands down. Best Pokemon. Uh, well, I will challenge with um, Charizard. You're one of those people. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> since we're sort of on dragon topic, and I know everyone, Pikachu is always the most iconic. Like, you got a friggin' dragon that actually breathes fire that can fly. You know who else is a dragon that can fly? My dick. Dragon. 
Dragonite. You know who's, but you know who's way cable. better than Charizard? You know who's way better than Charizard? If you're going to say it. Blastoise. Ooh. Um, it's a Squirtle, but bigger. <laughs> and it it's a Super Soakers on its back. Bigger. It does have Super Soakers. It's got cannons. Okay, that's pretty You cool. know what happens when you put Charizard in the rain? It dies. <laughs> well, that's why you don't put it in the rain. God, you're abusive. You why give him one umbrella. <laughs> yeah, you give him a little teeny umbrella. And he'll be fine. Well, all right, fine. Well, what's yours, uh, Danny? What would you say? Is this is this 151 or all, all Pokemon ever? Uh, up to you. <laughs> that's exactly why Dragonite's. Um, my favorite 151 is definitely Gyarados, for sure. I love Gyarados. Dragon types exclusively. This is. Can great. you elaborate on why? You um. Well, you know, it's the whole. Were like, you one of those people Magikarp that bought the Magikarp from that guy? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh-oh. Every time, every time, and then I would like make him my first Pokemon, and then take him out, put a different Pokemon on there to level him up. Um. Yeah, for sure. But like, I don't. It's like the rags to riches kind of thing with Gyarados. Mm-hmm. So it's like his whole like story before he becomes a Gyarados. Like he's just a lowly little Magikarp who only knows smell a splash. Part. Yeah. It's like very <clears throat> nice. The fact, that, the fact that like literally if your friends hadn't told you powerful. Have you guys <laughs> you would have sold him? Have you guys ever seen those YouTube videos of the guy that would in Pokemon Black and White, he would catch a Magikarp. And in, in Black and White, Magikarp has this, like, indoor special where if he gets to 1 HP, he won't die. Uh, what? And this, yeah, this so this guy yeah. would just go on, on, like, online Pokemon battles and just rock these kids with level 100 legendaries that they hacked into the game with his Magikarp that was unable to be beat by them just because <laughs> of the, like, weird attributes that it had. He couldn't die. <laughs> like, ma- mystical, mystical Magikarp. I'll, I'll show you later. Flash at it. Please link us to this. So great. That's amazing. Uh, and then we'll put it on the website, too, so you, you guys can approve yeah. this, I hope. Um, my God. What about uh, what about you? I think, I think for me... Uh, I'm going to have to go... I'm gonna have to go with Will actually and, and Charizard. Yeah. Team Fire. Mm. I just I Fire always love Charizard. Fire Spend was great and it had a really great animation. Um in the original red edition. It was also like the defining cover of the red game. It had Charizard on it. And he just looks awesome too. Yeah. I yeah, I would say so. That's fair. Yeah. So do you guys have a a memory? Like with Pokemon that stands out to you, like a really fond memory. Yes, can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so there was a thing in the Game Boy Colors where you could connect, and you you were super cool for having one of these connect links. Uh, you could connect your Game Boy to your friend's Game Boy, and you he could plug in um, the blue edition, and you had the red edition, and you would trade Pokemon or you would battle them. Um, but the thing about this was that you couldn't, there's not really like a security control as to what you were trading for what. You kind of just had to trust that your friend wasn't going to screw you and, uh, and send you 
something derpy when you were sending him a legendary because you were like, let's trade legendary so we can complete our Pokedexes. And then, uh, so I have a great memory where I traded, um, I traded a Magikarp for um, Articuno. Because <laughs> 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 he was like, oh, you trade me, like, you trade me one of your dragons and I'll trade you a dragon. And it was um, a friggin', God, I can't even remember. I feel like it was a Charizard that I was like putting on the table, like no problem, or like it's my Zapdos or something like that, because I went into the um, factory. And then I remember tricking him. I sent him this level one, and he sent me seventy eight. Um, oh my god, he just was so bad, and I have never forgotten how amazing it was. So probably that. <laughs> I know that wasn't the question you were really going for, but that was my favorite Pokemon. Right? No, I mean that's hey, that's a that was that's pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be super pissed at you. Oh yeah, no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't talk to me for a while. That's great. Oh. Out of ten. <laughs> ten. <laughs> what uh, about you, Danny? What about you, Danny? Oh, Danny. Oh man, God! I think just every time that I was a kid and would save up my money to buy a booster pack, like especially back when like it was like brand new. Like the cards were like brand new. Like I remember getting um, like first edition jungle packs and like being so excited to open them. Um, And I remember like very clearly like saving up my allowances, buying, I think it was like a fossil jungle pack and then like pooping my pants when I got a holographic Kabutops. Like that was like the best moment of my life. Pooping your pants? Hello, Kabutops. I remember those moments. Like, oh my god! Like, just like opening up those packs and like, oh man. Yeah, dude. The shinies, such a good feeling. The shinies were were game changing. Do you remember so, the uh, pokeballs that had the gold embossed, like sort of not really cards? Yeah, man. You go to Burger King. Burger King. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah. Burger Pokemon King was like movie. the place. Yeah. There uh, they were. Lounge. BK Lounge. Yeah, and the the cards that you would get with the movies, like I still have my my uh ancient Mew card from the first movie. I know exactly where it is. Like I could grab it right now. That is uh some good information that I have acquired <laughs> from you. Thank you. <clears throat> cool. What about you, Tristan? Uh I mean obviously like First time I played Pokemon, like like with everybody, it was my friend Nate got it for his birthday, and I stayed the night at his house. And I'm pretty sure I just ignored him the whole time and played his Game Boy. <laughs> and then I took all of the money that I had saved up, and I made my mom drive me to Ames the next day. And oh my, my God, copy. Ames! Yeah, yeah wow. Man. Got my own copy of Pokemon Blue, uh, but that's not my favorite memory. My favorite memory of Pokemon is the first time I played uh, Gold and Silver. I did it without a strategy guide. So I had no idea that once you beat the Elite Four, it unlocks the entire original map with uh, upgraded gym leaders and stuff. Yeah. So just my brain just exploded like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And then you <laughs> face red at the end, like, like from the first game. And I couldn't, I couldn't take it. It was, it was too much. I'm pretty sure. I just you cried a lot. It. Yeah. 
That's nice. my, that's my favorite, favorite Pokemon memory. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Johnny? For me, I just have to say, I can't really think of a specific memory, but more of just uh, like a feeling. So like growing up, we didn't have, my dad didn't have a lot of money, but I remember he, I lived with two other uh, children at the time, like when I would go there on the weekends, every weekend. And I remember he saved up, they saved up all year and they got us each a Game Boy Color, which Game Boy Color was only out for like, what, a year? But they were really hard to find. And they tried so hard to get us each color that they that we wanted. And they also got each of us one of the three Pokemon games. And I got a Teal Game Boy Color and yeah, man. Pokemon Yellow. And I just remember every weekend, you know, I'd go over. If we weren't doing anything, I'd just lay on my top bunk and just put my little earbuds in and just play Pokemon and catch Pokemon. And then the sense of community that that comes along with that game or a franchise like that, going to school during the week, talking to your friends. Did you get this one? Did you get that one? You know, talking about episodes of the show. Oh my gosh. Just, just yes. everything that comes along with it. But, but that was, that, 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 that was mine. You know, like I said, not a specific memory per se, but just, just, just the feeling of, you know, going over like every weekend and just playing. Because yeah. because my parents had this weird thing where since they were divorced I wasn't allowed to take like stuff back and forth sometimes I don't mm-hmm. know they were weird but uh, so the Game Boy from what I can remember just stayed at my dad's so it's kind of neat because then when I would go on the weekend it was this thing I was looking forward to was you know exploring and stuff like that so that's cool, yeah man. nice awesome. I uh, I remember. Because I grew up on the opposite coast as like my rest of my entire family. So one time we took a trip to California to see my family. And this was before the internet was a thing. So I had no idea. And we get there. And I just see like every other one of my cousins is playing Pokemon as well. And I'm like, you guys know what this is? And it was just this miraculous (laughs) reunion. (laughs) And just Pokemon was like the heart of it. It was so great. That's awesome. All right, let's let's give some of our audience time to to catch up and pick their jaws up off the floor because, like we said, we remember a time when the internet was not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that there was a time. There was a time back. In there the was day. a time back in the day. There was no wireless, good dial up, or no internet at all. The days where you said, "Hey, I'll meet you in the mall," and your friend show up, and you're like, "Well, that friend's gone. They're yeah. dead." <laughs> and then you got dial up and all was magical and good until someone had to use the phone and you had to get off mm-hmm. or God, yes. or or in my case when i was chatting with a, a girl at like 10 or 11 at night and my mom told me to go to bed and the be- the, the the computer was downstairs and she would ha- she had a phone because we only had one phone line too and she had a phone right by her nightstand so this one time she picked up the phone and her <laughs> And she comes oh, downstairs no. and flipped, flipped. Oh, no. So, yeah, kids, it was a lot harder to get away with the shit then with the internet than it is now. Yeah, dude, be That's so, so thankful for your LTE. You have no idea. I, uh, I remember definitely before cell phones and the internet, my best friend Nate and I, <laughs> same kid whose Pokemon I played, we had, like, two-way radios that we would talk to each other from our house. Oh, yeah, dude. That was how you talk to people. Yeah, we had walkie-talkies. 
I think, okay, I think based on the level of excitement that this is providing me, I think we should have an episode where we talk about nostalgia gaming. Um, totally. Back in the day of oh, no sure. link, only LAN party, your friend is duct taped to the ceiling so he can also play. <laughs> I think we should, we should do one of these. I'm adding it to our list. We also um, also add to the list that Justin Mendes is going to be a part of that because he bugs me every day that he sees me at work. Yeah, yo, I love yo, 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 when are we doing that retro episode? Yo, when are we doing that retro episode? Awesome, so. cool. Well, it's coming. So next up, All right. uh, what's everyone's preferred starter Pokemon? And why did you like that Pokemon? What, what game are we talking about? Which one I know. Um, whichever, you can choose your Poke Edition. See what I did there. Um, and you can uh, decide what your favorite starter is. You just got to let us know what the game it came from is also. So if you're First. like... First generation, first generation Squirtle. Second generation Chikorita. After that, I don't, whatever, I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) After that, it's another grind. Probably after that, whichever one was the fire starter, because those games have no fire Pokemon in them ever. So they kind of force you to start with the fire Pokemon. There's a million and a half leaf creatures. Squirtle. Squirtle is always my main squeeze. And Chikorita is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, because Squirtle Squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, usually, I usually started out with either Pikachu or Squirtle. Mm-hmm. I kind of just branched out from there. That Danny. was the thing about Pokemon Yellow that I didn't like. Because by the time it came out, I had destroyed Pokemon Blue, like annihilated it. Mm-hmm. And then Pokemon Yellow comes out, and it just felt like cheating because you get all of the starters in that game. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, that's like, true. It was like, what's the challenge? Like, I can just have every advantage all the time. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That is true. For me, um, first generation Charmander, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, second gen Cyndaquil. Oh, my God. I love Cyndaquil. So much. So much. Because and fire. then because fire and also like he's so cute and he stays cute when he's Typhlosion, like at in his final form. He's like he's just fire. badass. And then the next one is the Mudkip one, and I really like Mudkip. Mudkip. I hate Mudkip. It's I hate Mudkip <laughs> with a bloody passion. Is not the coolest thing. Uh, He's definitely not the coolest thing. Oh no, wait, Mudkip's not the next one. The next one is no, yeah, it is. Oh man. I also really like uh what's the he turns into Frilligator at the end. He's the croc crocodile uh, one. Totodile. Totodile, oh, he's really cute too, but he's also the same as Cyndaquil, and I would always pick Cyndaquil. <laughs> All right. Well, well I, I would say I went for Charmander because, you know, Fire and obviously uh, interested in Charizard at the end of it. I, I was going to kind of troll, like, I wanted Bulbasaur, but we all know that's not true. Um, and it's such a shame because I kind of like Bulbasaur, uh, in terms of its base form, but like, I don't even remember what the finalized version of Bulbasaur is. Venusaur. There you go. doesn't matter. Bulgasaurs. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Solar Bean's pretty cool, but 
I'm like Ob- not Bulbasaur a turns into a beanstalk, baby. Mm, weird. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so basically uh, Charmander. Yeah. Red edition. What about you, Tony? That's the only one. Oh, wait, you already said. Yeah. Cool. Um, Just kidding. name your rival? Whatever my best friend's name was. So Nate. <laughs> Just straight up make it real. It was just always Nate. Nate. Yeah. You didn't name him. Uh, once, once I became, once I became older <laughs> and more questioning of authority, I would delve into names that I cannot say on this podcast. Oh no, you, you can you can say like anal assassin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there's enough characters for that. I definitely called. <laughs> A N L A S S. More than one time, my rival was named Butts. Butts. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> my most recent rival um, for uh, Omega Ruby. I picked my... up Omega Ruby when it came out. Was uh, Bitch Tits. Of course. <laughs> and I love grandson Butts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Red! I want you to meet someone. This is my grandson Butts. <laughs> How do you not know my name, your grandson? Shut up, butts. Hmm. I, was, did you ever... I, I think I just from from what I remember, I was just named Andy because uh, I was my best friend at the time, and we would battle back and forth. Yeah, same as mm. Yeah, you know, like all through my life, I've never thought of naming my rival someone like yeah. that I was friends with or that I knew. Yeah. I named one of my rivals mom once. I do remember Ooh, that. That's dark. You must have been going through some stuff. <laughs> that was, a dark that was your emo stage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I think I think, I, I think for I think for Sun and Moon, I will name it Trump. Trump, <laughs> your rival. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Don't degrade your I mean, rival that, that you much. Have a rival, <laughs> lately, you, they have been preset characters with preset names, and you guys are BFFs with bracelets and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's true. All right. Can you name uh, your rival Moon Moon in the Moon episode? Oh my God! <laughs> I hope one of the starters is a wolf Pokemon. <laughs> moon Moon. Moon Moon on Pokemon, Pokemon Moon. <laughs> Or on Pokemon Sun, just for the shits and giggles. What about, uh, what did you name yourself? Did you guys standards, or did you, um, did you just, like, let it name you, or did you put your own name in, or did you... So, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, I had, especially on Game Boy games, because of the memory, no game that I ever played would allow you to have a name with seven letters, which Tristan has seven letters. Mm -hmm. So I always had to go by Trin all the time that was like the only thing that i could call myself in those games yeah i wow. i liked that you could add exclamations and question marks so i usually would name my character what <laughs> <laughs> so, so it would tell it would say what pokemon is evolving and then it was really exciting whenever i was doing like yeah. a bang. there was a new grammar there uh for me like poop has always been my gaming name. Oh, I believe that. And so, like, literally happens. everything I have is named Poop. 
um, my World of Warcraft character is poop. This explains my so Diablo well. character is poop, but spelled P E W P P. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> so adorably weird. Poop. Poop. So. Uh, most, if not all, of my Pokemon characters, including when I was a very young child, have been poop. I fell into the same trap as Tristan in that I could not put Antonio because it is seven characters. So I always put Tony because it is four and it always worked. Or I would just leave it as Ash, but I would usually put my name as Tony. Mm. Not exciting. Um, what about Pokemon nickname? Pokemon. I never nicknamed my Pokemon. I never nicknamed them either. I always kept them what they were. Wasn't there um, a thing where you nicknamed your, like, the nickname king or whatever in red? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you the could, nickname raider. He's like, nickname it, yeah. Yeah. He was a Mr. Mime and super creepy. I Problem had, like, a Mr. Mime. Like, if you nickname <laughs> them and then you back, if they evolve, they'll have that name. Yeah. Forever. Well, I had, um... I had one game I remember that I nicknamed all of my Pokemon like names of like famous painters. And that was pretty cool because it was like a big theme. <laughs> oh, like like the Ninja Turtles? like Mike- Yeah, like Raphael, Michelangelo, um, like Jackson Pollock. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't even remember. I, but well, I, I, how did you even I, fit that in the in the? Probably just Pollock. Uh, okay, because it's kind of annoying if you name your like your Squirtle like Squirt or something like that because it's appropriate for his yeah. name, and then he turns into a Blastoise. It's like, Squirt the Blastoise, <laughs> you know? Like oh, I do remember. I do remember, I think in Pokemon Blue, I was really proud of um, the name of my Blastoise. Well, my Squirtle, then two Blastoise. I named it like Shellshock. And I was like super proud of myself. <laughs> Shellshock? <laughs> Shell Actually, shock. I kind of like that. Yeah. Hmm. Who hears pretty excited for Sun and Moon? Like, who, who I am- thinks they're going to pick it up? I will pick it up day one. I'm yeah. absolutely picking it up. Same. Up day one. Same here. Hundred and ten percent. I will then be the uh, one who does not because I don't have any current handhelds by Nintendo. Such a nerd. I'm also super <laughs> excited for Pokemon Go. Yeah, me too. Like yeah. so excited for Pokemon Go. I'm, I'm, really I hope exci- it, I'm really excited about that whole premise. Yeah, I hope that it delivers on what it seems like it will. I just hope that it's not riddled with microtransactions. Oh God! Yeah. So I don't I... think they would do that. Doesn't that's not a Nintendo? Mm, I think they would do that uh... because it's not Nintendo. No, they're not EA. It. You know, it's. I would. Oh, I would know? definitely pay for the actual app. Like I would pay for the app, and I don't but know how much, how much into microtransactions. How much would you do. pay for the app? I'd probably pay nine ninety nine for it. Here's what I think will happen. I think there will be in-app purchases of Pokeballs. Oh, no. Yeah, that's exactly I have, be, I have a feeling you, it's going to be free to play, but you're going to play for, for Pokeballs. You might pay for uh, items like to you heal you. Like you get one Pokeball a day. Maybe, yeah, something it, like that. Unless you purchase more. The little watch that you can get. 
you know, I don't you know how much that's going to cost. Is you wouldn't play for one month. Yeah, and then I think it's going to tie in somehow with uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon and the Nintendo uh, account system, and you might be able to redeem Pokeballs Cloud. that way. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. Or maybe I mean maybe not Pokeballs, but like potions or some shit like that that you like something you need because you can get heals, or else you could buy a potion and continue. They're going to have to be smart with it. I don't think Nintendo is going to put everything behind a paywall because it's very uh, much even though it's not them it's very much tied to their name and they've been pretty uh pretty yeah. good as far as i could tell as far as in-app purchases and things go well it's by the people who made ingress right it's the same company yep so i mean they didn't ingress doesn't have you know paywalls or any in-app purchases right and i don't think nintendo's gonna i think they're you know they're smart enough to not jeopardize their a huge huge franchise like that for them yeah yeah i just want to know when i can buy that the, the little watch oh my god yes it's so cute what it's like a little um it <laughs> like almost looks what? like it's, it's called the pokemon go plus and it's it's just like a little po- kind of a pokeball that looks like a gps arrow that you yes. put on your wrist and it, it glows in the middle when there's things to interact with in your app. Oh my god! Wait, what? It's like a tie-in thing. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have not done anywhere near enough googling for this. Yeah. You should do a roundup of uh, like an ongoing, updated post for Pokemon's twentieth, and we could keep that as like a feature on the page, just yeah. constantly updating with new stuff. Because that'd be really cool oh, for that'd people. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Mm. We'll make that happen. Uh, <laughs> Expect so, it soon. I think that wraps up uh, episode six, guys, for Pokemon and Pokemon's 20th. And it's yeah. it's going to be an exciting year, I feel like, for us as gamers and us as Nintendo gamers and us as Pokemon fans. So I think we have a lot to look forward to in 2016. Um, so that Child wraps it up. Child me is, like, so happy right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm frantically Googling uh, Pokemon Go right now while we're wrapping up. <laughs> Uh, so if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us at podcast at pixelrader.com. You'll also find all of our Twitter handles in both the podcast description as well as the description for every single episode. Hella true. So again, I'm your host, Antonio. I'm your host, Will. I'm Danny. I'm Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> You guys always laugh at me. <laughs> Sorry, you always say it like I'm just in interested. <laughs> you sound like you're having difficulty with something in terms of pressure. I'm just in. I'm just in. I did eat two bowls of oatmeal today, so I have a lot of. Fiber. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, two bowls of something. All right, so join oh. us next week for uh, another show. So I look forward to that. And uh, see you next week. See you guys next week. <laughs> see you Bye. Guys next Thank week. you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>